Hello, 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 and welcome to Fuck It Friday, where this week it's wild, wet, very windy. My name is Connor, joined as ever by the wonderful, just the lovely, the the amazing, it's Jackie. Hi. Hi. And no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having to grovel. I just thought I'd be nice. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That's all right. All right. How you doing? Good. Having a good week, you know. That's been, that's been a pretty good mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. has been a pretty good week. Lots of things going on in our personal lives that have been, uh, well, Jackie's personal life mostly, but I'm involved. Yeah. I tag, I tag along. You're, you're yeah. involved. In, involved, yeah, that, that'd be the right word to use. I've been involved. Um, yeah, good, good times, good times. And, I mean, just off the bat, just got to mention right away. If you hear a whistling noise, it's because Jackie's house is literally made out of cardboard, and that is the wind. Yeah. So. It's really windy here today. Either that, or she's a little piggy and there's a big wolf outside. That too. That too. So, this week, the final week of the, uh, of the spoop. Tour. Spoop. The spoop fest. Spoop fest. Of the last three weeks. Um, and Jackie's got some spoopy, very spoopy stories for us. I haven't heard yes. these stories. Um, am I right in saying they're related to crime? Yes, they're murders that were committed on Halloween night. So, extra spooky. Yes. You ready? So, would you like to kick us off? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so this first story is about a man named Ronald O'Brien, who has been called the man who killed Halloween and the Candyman. On Halloween in 1974, eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien returned to his Houston home from a long night of trick-or-treating. His father, Ronald, gave him one last piece of candy, a pixie stick which Timothy ate instantly. Within moments, the boy was vomiting, and he died on the way to the hospital. After changing his story multiple times, police learned that Ronald was responsible for his son's death, as he had poisoned the candy with cyanide. Right. Turns I expected out, it to be, uh, to be ricin. Ricin? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out Ronald was in debt and had taken out a life insurance policy on his children. A year later, he was found guilty of the murder, and he was given the death penalty by lethal injection. The murder left its mark, though. Parents today still check their kids' candies to see if it's been tampered with. That's pretty fucking, like, scary. It is very scary. I just... I mean, it's like a one in a fucking billion chance that that's going to happen, though. How has he killed his own child? Yeah, that's that's the fucked up part. More than he, anything. Yeah, it's it's insane that he. But that's just. I wonder how much debt he was in that he was like oh, just gonna murder my kids. Because where's his it. wife? Was, I wonder if right. he was a single dad. I don't know. It's just a little bit. Hmm. I would say over the top. Just a little bit, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is not the first time I've heard of a parent killing their child for the insurance money. No, I mean, there's that other woman who definitely didn't kill her kids, Casey Anthony. Oh, yeah, but I don't think that was an insurance policy. No, but thing. she definitely didn't kill her kids. I'm just saying definitely didn't yeah. kill them. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely did not. No, there was a... I don't remember what it was, or a show or something I watched that a father had killed his son and then went to a wedding with his new wife. Oh. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, because that's also completely normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his son was fixing the truck and he dropped the truck on his son and killed him. Oh, yeah, I remember this And then, this like, one. left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was I the Netflix show we watched or something, right? Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, because previously before he had killed his wife because he had trapped her in their house... And then set fire to the house and was never founded out. Founded out. Yeah. They never didn't find him out, out until... Whatever. And th- he wasn't found out until 
somebody that was working for like insurance claims or something like that was like, this is fishy. This is uh, the, you know, he has a second, yeah. he's claiming a second death for insurance money. Like, this is weird. Well, either that or he's, he's the most unlucky man on the planet. That his family are just dropping like flies and he's collecting yeah. all the money. Yeah. It's weird. It is very weird. So, where did that take place, sorry? In Houston. Houston, right. 1974 in Houston. Damn. Damn yeah, It's crazy. Okay. This next one is Leslie, let Leslie, Leslie, Mazzara, Adrian, and Sonia, and their friend Lauren Minza were busy handing out candy to trick-or-treaters at their Napa, California home on Halloween night, 2004. At around 11 p.m., the three women went to bed not knowing that there would be one more visitor that night. Oh. Mienza woke, awoke to a scream from the upstairs bedrooms, ran out of the house, and drove away, leaving her two friends behind. I read that and I was oh, like, what a bitch. Great friend. <laughs> great yeah. friend. What a bitch, like, Take him off for the you team. didn't even, like, try and call 911 or, like, uh, just... get a weapon Nope. Or just Gone. <laughs> bye, y'all. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> just... Definitely not the type of friend you want. No, no, not at all. Um, Mazara and Insonia, both twenty-six, were stabbed to death upstairs. Eric Matthew Koppel, a friend of one of the victims, eventually turned himself in and confessed to the murders, though he never told anyone his motive. The Napa Valley Register reports. Uh, Koppel is serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Right. I mean, does it say why he did it? No, he never said. Oh, okay. Yeah, he never Strange. said why he did it. It's kind of weird, like... I, I mean, some know. people just flip, I guess. Maybe I he know. was That's high. Weird. I don't know. Possibly, but I mean, Jesus... Most high people don't just go out and kill people. Even the ones who are on, like, you know, Meth. strong drugs. I don't know. It's weird. It's huh. very weird and off-putting. And when did that take place? Uh, 2004 in California. Right. Not too long ago. No, not what? at all. Say not too long ago. That's nearly well, 20 years. That's 17 years ago because Marissa was Shit. born in 2004. Oh... Doesn't feel that long ago, not for me. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, that was, uh, I would have been in ninth grade. No, I would have been in eighth grade. Uh, see, whenever you say that, that just makes me not feel old. Why? Because I was like, because you're in eighth grade. Yeah. You were still a child back then. And that says more about you than it does me. Yeah. It does. Perf. Gross. Okay, this third one. In 1979, Shirley Ledford was hitchhiking home from a Halloween party when two men picked her up in a dingy van. I just... <laughs> why? Hitch... why would you get in the van? Yeah, why? It's a dingy van. Like, he's not driving, like, a Camaro or anything. I'm not saying that, like, guys that drive Camaros are going to be any better, but... I mean, you it's just well known fact. Don't get into a dingy van. All guys that drive a Camaro are, are really nice guys. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but you don't. Why, why are you getting into a van? Like, I don't know. I feel like the seventies was the height of like kidnapper vans. <laughs> that's when they. That was when they was in, in fashion. Yeah, that's like when they really became a thing is like, let's use a van to kidnap somebody. <laughs> and it just slowly died out. Or has it? I don't know. You don't really don't hear know. of too many kidnappings. Not really. I, mean, I don't know. I watched a TikTok no, like a couple weeks ago about this guy who happened to remind me of Marissa. He was a very oblivious 
to his surroundings. And he worked for like Sam's Club or something. So it's like a big warehouse store. Right. And he worked as like a cart attendant and would sometimes help customers load things into their car. Usually like older, older customers um, or customers that were disabled or stuff like that. And so he was helping this gentleman that had a cane or something like that, a walker, load cases of water into the back of his truck. Well, the guy was like, only one of the doors works. And I would like for you to put the waters towards like the middle of the, of the van. And he was just like, okay, yeah, cool. And he started loading the waters in there and he got into the back of the van. And he said that he usually doesn't do this, but because the man was, like, so frail-looking, he just wanted to help him out. And he got in the van, and the door closed. And that's when he screamed. No, he turned around to try to open the door, and he's like, ah, it's not opening. And so he just turned around and, like, continued to stack the waters, thinking, like, oh, it'll just open again. And he heard people shouting outside the van and he's like oh it sounds like somebody's getting kidnapped it's not me. realizing <laughs> not really realizing that it was him and all of a sudden the door to the back of the van opened and his manager's like you need to get out of there get out of there now and, and he was like are you okay and he's like yeah he's like what are you doing it's just floating these waters into the back of the van and he he was like, do you not realize that you were almost kidnapped? And he was like, no. I didn't feel like I was in any danger. <laughs> well, how, so how, how, did you, how did the other people know that he was about to be kidnapped? Did he see, did because he there see were people the in the parking the lot. Yeah, there were people in the parking lot that saw the man shut the van. Oh, right. Shut okay. the door with the guy in there. Right. Wouldn't it have been awkward if the guy just had a brain fart? And we were just like, oh shit, the guy's still in there. But before he could open it again, people were shouting at him like, ah, he's kidnapping him. Maybe. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is possible. Like, what if he accidentally, like, hit hit the door with his backside or something and, like, accidentally oh. closed it? You <laughs> I'm know, pretty just, sure like, the people would have realized. Like, there's a difference between bouncing into something and shutting the back of van door. I mean, depending on the van, some of them, you've got to give them good old welly. So I I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, he was like, this is how, you know, this Just is how they're going to get me. Fans. Yeah, don't get in anybody's car. No. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, don't like, get in a car. It's why I don't understand why hitchhiking is a thing. Like, it just seems... Well, it's not really so much of a thing dangerous. anymore. People don't really hitchhike. They've kind of outlawed it in some places. Oh, but, they, I mean, but... people still hitchhike but yeah and also people don't pick up hitchhikers as often anymore well it's like kind of like a game of russian roulette yeah it's like, are you I are go you gonna get <laughs> am i the killer or are they the killer <laughs> who knows it kind of is because sometimes those hitchhikers are murderers as well so you never know what if what if you know it'd be funny as if somebody who's like driving around in their dingy van and they're trying to pick up hitchhikers what if that hitchhiker was also a murderer? Go out the Spider-Man meme. Yeah. So it's no, like, no, you're not no, supposed no, to no. kill me. I'm supposed <laughs> I'm to kill, kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is not how this goes. <laughs> and then they join forces. And then they kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like kiss. Murder okay. buddies. Yeah, exactly. It's a, fan, it's a fan fiction coming, coming soon. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so with the story, it says, uh, little did she know that the two men were known as the Toolbox Killers. Uh, Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Nor Norris were famous for picking up female hitchhikers and then torturing them with tools typically found in a toolbox. They often took pictures of their victims during the slayings. After torturing, torturing Ledford, they dropped her body on a stranger's lawn. Ledford became the pair's fifth and final victim after a friend turned them in. That's that's a true homie right there. Yeah, that's a good guy. Oh, <laughs> well, depending on who it is. But I'm trying to think of like tools that are commonly found in a toolbox. Uh, like you've a got wrench. Your, 
you've got your screwdrivers, which can obviously pointy. And then you've a got a wrench, which is pretty heavy, can a do hammer. some damage. You've got some spanners, which I don't really... I mean, it's, I won't... I've dinged myself in the head with a spanner. And it does, it does <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But... A spanner? Yeah. Kind of like a wrench. For me, a wrench okay. is like a big, like a big one-handled spanner. Mm-hmm. Whereas... A torque a wrench. A spanner's got two two ones. I, I don't think I've ever seen one. I'm, I'm sure, sure my dad spanner. probably has one in his toolbox it's somewhere. It's fine. But other than that, I mean, Allen keys, you're not really going to do much with an Allen key. Yeah, probably not. Probably I not. I mean, you probably have it. to stab really hard to use an Allen wrench. Yeah, and even then I imagine it would be quite tough because when you try and go through, it's just going to push back on your hand. I imagine there's yeah. a technique. Maybe. Maybe and they use a small there, bit. Please do let us know. <laughs> You'd love to know. After um, your next killing, just write in. Just write in. Um, it says Bideker was sentenced to death in but died in 2019 of natural causes. Norris, who cooperated in the investigation, was given 45 years to life. I would assume he's still in prison. You would hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of fucked up. They threw her body on a stranger's lawn. It's rude. Yeah. Yeah, that that is pretty fucked up. Usually when people kill people, they dump them, like, in a remote place. Yeah, you would think. They don't, they don't just go dump it on old Deirdre's lawn when she's coming out for a bottle of milk at morning in purpose. Maybe, like, they, maybe they didn't like that specific neighbor and they were like, fuck this bitch, and they were just that's like, we're going to dump away. dead bodies. Maybe maybe it was the friend that turned them in. They dumped the body on their lawn. And the friend's joke. like, god Whoa. damn it, I can't take this shit anymore. And it was like, I know who it is, I'm turning them in. Or it just zooms in on his face Fucking and he puts assholes. his hands on his, hands on his head from like, <laughs> like those you guys. scallywag. Not to make light of murder. Murder is bad. But yeah, murder yes. is it's really sad, but uh, we're uh, kind of... We've not been murdered. <laughs> please don't murder us. Yes, please don't. Okay. The next one is, the night before Halloween in 1975, 15-year-old Martha Moxley left her Connecticut home to attend a costume party. On Halloween morning, she was found dead in the backyard, beaten to death by a golf club. 25 years later, Michael Skackle, who was also 15 at the time of the slaying, was convicted of the murder and sentenced to 20 years to life in prison. He maintained his innocence, and on May 4, 2018, the Connecticut Supreme Court vacated his conviction. In 2020, the case was reopened to the public. So I guess... I guess it's a cold case, kind of? Yeah, it would be a cold case. Um... I mean, 25 years later, I, I wonder why they thought that he was the one that committed the murder. Maybe some substantial evidence turned up. Like Sounds they, like they more found like her or something. I don't know. I don't know. She was at a party, so maybe she went to meet this boy there. That's the only thing I can think of, and that's why it's probably DNA evidence that linked him. You would assume but so. They were both fifteen at the time. So I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I mean if the documents are out to the public, we can look at it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to look at it later. Maybe Shelby knows. Maybe. Super sleuth Shelby. Yeah, super sleuth Shelby. She'll probably know. Let me see. It doesn't really say, like, what... What he was... Why he was convicted. Oh. So, so he, am I right in saying he spent... 25 years in prison? No, no, no. no. 25 years later, they arrested him. Oh, oh, sorry. It says, at a pretrial hearing, two of Skackle's former classmates at Ellen Ellen School in Maine testify that he had confessed to them back in 1970s. I'm going to get away with murder. I'm a Kennedy. (laughs) Okay. Okay, dude. 
Yeah, but you don't have the Kennedy last name. Still, though, that's a fucking uh, pretty obnoxious thing to say. He's a Kennedy nephew by marriage. So you're not like, you know, Kennedy Kennedy. No, you're just married into. Exactly. Yeah, so it just says that he's going to get away with murder. I don't really feel that that's substantial evidence to put him away for life. is conjecture based on former classmates that said he confessed back in the 70s. I mean, it was a kid. He could, I mean, kids say stupid shit. Yeah, exactly, which is, I think, why they, why it ended up eventually getting overturned, because it's not really solid evidence to put him away. I mean, how many, how many times as a kid did you say something stupid? I know I said Oh, I'm sure, probably things. a lot. Probably a lot. So, I don't know. But they, I mean, they ended up putting him away, so they must have had something else. Damn, that wind's really trying right now. I know, it really is. So, what's the next story? Next story is um, when Yoshiro Hattori, a Japanese exchange student, went out on Halloween night in 1992. He was heading to a party in New Orleans. Unfamiliar with the neighborhood, Hattori struggled to find the address of the event. When he eventually thought he found the house, he knocked and got no answer. He walked back towards his car, and suddenly the door of the house opened, and Hattori said, We are here for the party, but the man in the doorway shot Hattori with a revolver. Oh. That's That's a bit aggressive. Like, dude, all you had to say was, there's no party here. Yeah. Yeah, that's generally what most people would do. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, sorry, dude, there's there's no party here. You've got the wrong house. Not, you know, shoot the guy. Yeah. I mean, Hattori was walking mm. back to his car at this point. Yeah, so it's not like he's overly aggressively knocking, like, hey, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that guy's a bit of an asshole. It says, oh, just a uh, bit. <laughs> turns out Hattori was at the wrong address. When police questioned yeah, the homeowner, hell. Rodney Pierce... He claimed that he had been scared and thought that the student was trespassing on his property with criminal intent. Paris was hmm. charged with manslaughter but invoked the Castle Doctrine, in which Americans claim they have the right to apply lethal means to protect their homes, and was found not guilty by a jury. Sometimes I feel like he's still in America, Hattori's father told Japan Today in 2012. Someday he'll come back, I say to myself. So. That man, I... Should he have been convicted? I think he should have been convicted of he manslaughter. Have been mm-hmm. Yeah, manslaughter is the way to go on that one. Because, look, you can't just go shooting someone when they're outside of your house, when they're not threatening you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, and the dude that's was exactly back how to I his feel. Car. I mean, even in Texas he'd be convicted because he got shot in the back by the sound of it. Well, I don't know if he got shot in the back. Uh, did it say? I don't think it said. It well, just says... he was walking the... back to his car. I mean, unless the guy, like... Unless he turned around, which is, you know, very plausible. Yeah. But that's her alarm, anyway. Yeah, but... he was walking back towards his car, and it says suddenly the door opened... The door to the house opened. And that's when Hattori asked... Or said, we're here for the party. Oh, of and course, And the man... Yeah. So in the doorway, him. shot him. Yeah, so... I don't know. <laughs> I feel I mean, like there would have been evidence... This is the problem, like, with looking at crimes from the past, because they were so negligent on how they treated crime scenes. So, if they went to this crime scene to investigate, they more than likely would have moved the body to, like, check things and stuff like that instead of preserving the crime scene until photos and stuff like proper stuff were taken. Yeah. So who knows? They might have messed with the crime scene and that's what essentially fucked things up for them. I mean that guy just should have I mean 
he should have been convicted you know of when manslaughter. Trying to break in. Yes, he should have been convicted of manslaughter because it's like saying, oh, well, this person was walking in the sidewalk and I backed into them reversing from my driveway. I shouldn't be convicted of manslaughter for that. Have they were in been, my driveway. Ha, have you ever had someone break into your house? Me? No. Okay, I have. Mm-hmm. Was we together? We might not have been together. Was we together? No. But you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, so in the last place that I lived, I wasn't home at the time when it happened. I was at work, but I came home and my door had just been demolished. No, I think we were together. Possibly. I, don't I think know, we were. That was, yeah, it was kind of like the final straw of me living in that place. But mm-hmm. the door had just been completely broken in. Like, that's how you generally realise that you've been broken into. I didn't have anything yeah. stolen, which was nice. It turned out to be the landlord breaking into my flat. Yeah, I remember. So, that's what it That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, and then didn't give me money back for it, so. I think, yeah, because yeah, they were, like, you're the one that needs to be responsible for fixing it. Because I remember when you, yeah. when Assholes. I remember when that happened, you called me and you were freaking out about it. Yeah, I thought I'd and been robbed, but out. I didn't know what they'd robbed. Yeah, because everything was fine. Yeah, I was like, everything is where I left it. What have they taken? Turns out nothing. Turns out nothing. Yeah. This man should have been convicted of manslaughter because, I mean, that's so... He must have had a really good fucking lawyer. Well, yeah, sounds like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he invoked the castle doctrine, but... Tori wasn't even aggressive. What from what it sounds like is that he wasn't even aggressive or anything like trying to get in the house. No, no, not at all. Sounds like he was just you know, kind of knocking on the door to, to you know, say hello to the guy inside. Hi, yeah, for the party. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, let's shoot him. He's aggressive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like him. So, what's your next story? Okay. When Peter and Betty Fabiano went to sleep Halloween night in 1957, they thought they were finished with trick-or-treaters. But in the middle of the night, the doorbell of their Los Angeles home rang. Peter got out of bed and brought candy to the door. Why are you answering the door at midnight? Yeah, that that's pretty stupid. I mean, after a certain time, you should just not answer the door. I don't know. Maybe. Um... No. I don't think we we've never had trick maybe eleven o'clock. No, that's still pretty late. But that usually we don't turn like we don't we turn our lights off around ten. I'd say any time after nine o'clock is too late for trick or treaters. Well, by the time it gets dark here, that's what we take into account. By the time it oh, gets dark okay. and like you give a few hours, so usually between ten and eleven is when we stop. Okay, yeah, I mean, because it goes dark here. I mean, even now, you know, just before coming into November, it's going dark at half past five, six o'clock, so. Yeah, but it goes darker here later, so we get start getting dark, dark between, like, seven and seven thirty eight. Right. Hmm. Well. So, usually we start getting trick-or-treaters around, like, six, six thirty. Yeah, well, you guys take it far more seriously. As we discussed, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, last podcast. Yeah, but but usually it's the little ones that are out like before it's dark, and then usually the bigger kids are then it's the when it's ones. dark. Yeah. Do they change the baskets over from no. kitty from kitty candy to like hard liquor? No, and that's when the adults go out. Some of the parents actually give out alcohol to the other parents. And trick or treating and shit. That could Which go very cool. right or very wrong, though. We that was in the last neighborhood we lived in. They used to give out like they had a fucking margarita machine. <laughs> we we would stop at their house every year and get a margarita. <laughs> I've never had a margarita. So Margaritas are delicious. I don't. They know made what a pretty decent. Like. They made a pretty heavy-handed margarita. Do you make a good margarita? I've never made a margarita, so I don't know. Oh, it should be in you. That, that's racist, okay? 
Is it though? Yes. I'm white, and I and northern. What and should I, I expect that you my, know how to make an Irish cream bailey? When I came through my mother's legs into this world, I Gross. already knew how to make a good chippy tea. Whatever. A good Sunday roast. It was in my brain. Whatever. Anyway, back to the story. It says, Peter got out of bed and brought candy to the door. On the doorstep was a woman wearing a mask. She raised her hand, which was in a paper bag, and shot him in the chest. He died instantly. According well, I mean, to the way to die, that's, one, that's the best way to go. According to the Los Angeles Times, police eventually arrested a woman named Joan Rabel, who reportedly had a sexual relationship with Peter's wife, Betty. Ooh. It's believed Rabel talked another woman, Goldine Pizer, into murdering Peter. Rabel was convicted of a second-degree murder along with Pizer and was sentenced to five years to life in prison and both women were later released. Betty was never tried for any connection to her husband's death. Hmm. I wonder... Wow, that took a turn. (laughs) I mean, I just... I wonder what the number is of, like, revenge killings in homosexuals. Because you get, like, obviously, you know, the disgruntled guy that the wife's sleeping with a new man after they broke up. I wonder how... Like, I wonder if that's... Same sex... Yeah. Um, I have. I'd like to know the statistic on that. That is an interesting thing, an interesting topic to explore, because I I've really only heard revenge killings. Like honestly, here I thought, given the time, nineteen fifty seven as well, that the woman that killed Peter was probably his mistress. Yeah, that's what I immediately thought as well. And was disgruntled, maybe, because he wasn't leaving his wife? That's what it sounds like. That, I mean, that yeah, that's that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, but not that she was, that this woman was having an affair with his wife. Yeah, it, 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 it took a pretty sharp turn. Yeah, it was just like, boop. I didn't expect that. And like you said, especially not for the time period. That's what makes it even more surprising. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am quite curious to know how many uh, same-sex uh, murders like this there are. Which, I mean... I'm curious. It, I, 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 I'm trying to think of the words. Like, I wonder if you'd find more revenge killings with gay men as opposed to lesbian women. Yeah. You know, I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... No, I feel like it could be either way. Mm, I think it's close. Yeah, I think... I'd imagine it to be close. I don't know, because... Either one are capable of just snapping. Yeah. I don't know. I am curious. Shall we Google that? There we go. We haven't done a Shelby Google in a while. No, it's not. Okay, this next story is another one in Texas. On October 31st, 1981, Sister Tadea Benz's body was found naked in a convent in Texas. The other nuns in the house noticed a broken window in the community room, so they called the police immediately. Authorities found Benz's clothing and a knife under a, under the bed. Meanwhile, an autopsy revealed the nun was stabbed, strangled, and sexually assaulted. I don't Police... think you need an autopsy for that. For what? To know that she was stabbed and strangled? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably. I mean, maybe. Pretty obvious. She... Maybe if she had bruising, if there was bruising already around her neck from being strangled, but definitely from the sexual assault. Uh, police arrested a man who lived across the street named Johnny Frank Garrett after a witness saw him running from the convent that evening. He was convicted and sentenced to death in 1992. His last words were reported to be, I'd like to thank my family for loving me and taking care of me, and the rest of the world can kiss my ass. Oh. <laughs> Something aggressive. Oh. Okay, dude. 
Okay, I mean, that's that's one way to go out. Who's shitting your cornflakes? Oh my god. Well, I mean, I suppose if I was just about to be killed, I think I'd have quite a disdain for the world as well. I mean... I mean, shit, I already do. You already murdered somebody, so, you know. Yeah, I find that when you murder someone, society kind of, on the whole, really, takes a negative view of you. This guy kind of looks like Ryan from The Office. <laughs> Which is funny, because I can imagine him saying that as well. Right, really? Well, maybe. Maybe if he was drunk, like drug Ryan. Cocaine Ryan. Yeah, cocaine Ryan. I sent you the picture. So, where did that take place? What, what, that, what part of Texas? I, it just said Texas. I don't know. A convent in Texas. Look at those cowboy hats. I know, or right? Hats. I don't probably. like them. They're probably Why sheriffs. Are they wearing a dark uniform? They're wearing a dark uniform and a white hat. I mean, come on, guys. Well, they wear dark Get hats now. I don't know if they're so sheriffs bad. or not. They they might be sheriffs. But you got to think this is 1981. Probably a lot of cops were wearing cowboy hats. Because it's just the one cop that's wearing a cowboy hat. If you're a the cop, other can guy's you still wear a cowboy cap? Um, I don't think so. Unless you're a sheriff. I don't know. You have to ask Shelby. She would know. She's got the police connections. <laughs> I think constables wear cowboy hats as well. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? The police because connections. <laughs> her grandfather was is a police officer. I think he's a sheriff. They wear khaki uniform with a... With a... I've never been pulled over by a sheriff. Hopefully, I won't ever. So knock on wood, you know? Sheriffs kind of scare me. Nah. Just be nice I don't to them. No, you know, Round Rock Police Department's already scary enough. Hutto, they're, they're pretty, uh... Kind of asshole because they pull you over for stupid-ass shit. But... Well, you best hope that no one from OPD listens to this podcast. Well, I've luckily never been pulled over in Hutto. Knock on wood again. That you Someone know. At your door. <laughs> Hello, Steve. It's me. Your good luck. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, we live next door to the to the chief of police, so and my family knows knows him. So, okay, you're showing off. I don't. I don't know him. My my parents do. Just because their connection, but yeah. I don't know any policemen. Although actually, that's a you lie. You do. You know my brother. I do know your brother, but someone in my family was a police officer. Yeah, your police officers are like just. Lame. I know. <laughs> They're just like, can you please not do that? Yeah, pretty much. Come on, bud. They don't even Come have on. a baton, do they? Yeah, they've got they've got like a a stick that like pings out <laughs> like a children's fishing rod. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! So Sierra yeah, officers carry like batons, tasers, and a gun. They need a special license to carry a taser. Oh my god! Yeah, anybody can bobby. carry a taser here, like. You, oh god, no. No, you're not allowed to like, do that here. If I wanted to, I can go buy a taser for protection. Yeah. I don't need a license to carry a taser. Which is a little bit, you know, a bit of lunacy. Well, I that mean, anybody shit. can have a taser. Anyone can have something that can, you know, incapacitate you. I think that the tasers that they sell to, like, the public... That you don't have to like require a license or like non lethal, or they I don't think they incapacitate you, I think they just like shock the fuck out of you. But yeah, you can buy a taser, it's just like one of those little clicker thingies, like that have the little <laughs> not the ones electricity, that shoot the prongs. like yeah, not the ones that shoot the prongs because I think you do have to have a license or something, uh, a something run? for it. It's a fire, yeah. yeah. I don't even know, I would like, assume, I don't know. I know the police. He uh, used CS gas, but I don't know if you can buy that, like, if you're a woman and you want to put it in your purse or something. I don't think you can buy that. You can't have, like, pepper spray or anything like that? No, I don't think so. What? Though I am not a woman, 
so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe your mom knows. Um, I mean, you can buy pepper spray just here at, like, fucking Walgreens or some shit. So mental. My parents, when I first started driving, bought me pepper spray. That is so crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, that's we've had me. this conversation before that uh, women, you know, it, it's kind of scary sometimes when you're a woman walking yeah, in the parking lot. But I usually walk with my keys in my hand ready for stabbing. Stabbing in the eye. Yeah, I'm not scared. I'll stab you. I don't give a shit. I'll stab you and I'll rip your balls don't off. Don't touch me. If I don't know you, don't touch me. I'll stab you. And yet you're a hugger. I am, but I'm also stab <laughs> stabby. Yeah. Did you finish your stories? You. No, 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 no. Got a couple more. Um, okay, this one is... Carl Jackson was killed after a confrontation over car egging. Throwing eggs on Halloween night is typically a harmless prank, but in 1998, it turned deadly. Okay. I mean, I don't know how bad this is going to get, but already I've got justification, and I've decided with the killer. Don't fucking throw eggs at my shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I uh, Eggs would be a pain in the ass to clean off. And they'd smell if you didn't clean them up properly? Or if you didn't know that you had eggs thrown on your car. One thing I do know is I think Noelle's dad is the one that told me this. Um, that if a boy had ever wronged me in a certain way, that I could put bologna on his car during a hot day. And nice. when he would try to take the bologna off, it would rip the paint off. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a, that's a, a wonderful anti-life hack. Yeah. I like but I, I've never had to use it, so. Or you could just do the traditional method and just key the fuck out of it. I think I like the baloney idea better. I'd fucking stick baloney all over that car and he's going to have to drive around with the polka dot vehicle. It's either that or go underneath his car and put like a load of cheese on the like the radiator. <laughs> like on the, on, on the tray flap. <laughs> what? And then when the engine gets warm, it'll heat it up. And it'll and just it'll be like, why, cheese. Why, why, why is, is why so my, cheesy? Why does my car smell like queso? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just smush it into his into his um slam panel or something. <laughs> what was it? I've seen people stick stuff in their tailpipes, and so like all the smoke yeah, gathers up in there. Yeah. I didn't do much. Yeah. Nah, I'm oh. going to stick with my baloney idea. I don't want to get into the car. Okay. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so when 21-year-old Bronx resident Carl Jackson and his girlfriend went to pick up her son from a party, teenagers threw eggs at their car. Jackson got out the car to yell at the pranksters to stop. In response, one of the teenagers pulled out a gun and shot Jackson through the head. He died instantly. Well, that took a turn. I thought, you know, Jackson was the one that killed one of these kids. <sighs> what a twist. I mean, that just happened. These stories really. are full of twists today. Hey, stop throwing eggs at my car. What'd you say? Bang. I mean, that's a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it says uh, 17-year-old Curtis Sterling was charged with second-degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. He was convicted and is serving 20 years. How is it only second-degree murder if he directly shot someone in the face? I would How is assume that not first-degree murder? I would assume it's second-degree murder because it's not premeditated. First-degree okay. is usually premeditated. Okay, um, makes sense. It's second-degree is a crime of passion. Um what passion of being a dickhead? Yeah, he receives a he receives a card in the mail every Halloween that reads, "I'm glad you're still you're you're still there." From Jackson's mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, yeah. I dig that. That's hilarious. Yeah, that would not be me. Like, I would not send him a card. I would do something a lot more petty. I'm the sort of guy who would probably launch myself at the killer 
in the courtroom and have yeah. to be removed from the courtroom. That's kind of what I'm like. I would and have I'm to go passionate. to jail for second degree murder myself if you killed my kid. Eh, well, I mean, I, I remember a story from Texas where a guy caught um, caught a guy molesting his kid. Yeah, and he killed him. Yeah, he, he was beat in the his fuck. house. Yeah, he beat the fuck out of him, and then like he rang the police and was like, "Yeah, you're gonna need an ambulance. The guy's breathing, but I beat him up pretty bad." Yeah, like so I badass, mean, and then he didn't get sentenced. He's committing to a crime in his house. Yeah, I know, but does a crime, you know, does a crime solve a crime? A crime is still a crime at the end of the day. I'm not. I don't I'm give not a saying, shit. I'm not saying the guy should have gone to jail because he absolutely should not have. I. I'd like to think I'd do exactly the same thing in his position. Oh, I know I would. So, With the, without a doubt, I would beat the shit out of somebody trying to molest my child inside my house. I would probably beat the shit out of anybody who tried to molest my child anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Instincts just kick in. Yeah. Don't fuck Mama with instincts. me. Don't fuck with me. See, I'll get nature. real stabby. Okay, uh, this next one, in 2010, 16-year-old Devin Griffin came home on Halloween to play video games after attending church and spending the previous night sleeping out. He noticed the Michigan home was too quiet, so he went to check on his family members. Griffin proceeded to find his stepfather in bed covered in blood. When police arrived, they found two more bodies, Griffin's mother and brother. Police eventually learned the murderer was Griffin's stepbrother, William Lisk. Lisk beat his older stepbrother, Derek Griffin, with a hammer, shot his father, William Lisk, five times, and then sexually assaulted and shot his stepmother, Susan Lisk. Lisk pleaded guilty to three counts of aggravated murder to avoid the death penalty, but was found dead in his jail cell in 2015 from self-inflicted wounds. So that sounds to me like someone who just lost their mind. Yeah. Mentally. Uh, there was probably something wrong with this guy. More than likely. It must be mental ill, surely. Has Especially to be. if you then I mean, obviously there's only so much you can tell by just finding someone's body in a prison cell. Unless he's in a prison cell by himself. But you know, I would assume he's probably by himself. But yeah, that's that's insane. Like just all of a sudden murders his whole family. Yeah. Definitely something going on there. But Christ, can you imagine fucking seeing that? Yeah. That's absolutely insane. And I I I wonder like what happened that he was able to kill everybody in his family. Like what happened? Well, I mean, I'd imagine he killed his dad first. Possibly. Unless they wasn't all home at the same time and he killed them one by one as they came home or something. Possible. I mean, I don't know. It. I mean, it says the dad was in his bed, so he may have been asleep. What does it say? Um, I think it said, yeah, he shot his father five times. Mm -hmm. So... He may have caught his father asleep, but then his mother and older brother, older stepbrother? Because he sexually assaulted the mother and then killed her. I mm -hmm. mean, the only thing I can think of is that he caught them by surprise. So fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Halloween, truly the spookiest of, um, of holidays. I know. Okay, and this is the last one. Um, photographer Ronald Sisman and Smith College student Elizabeth Platzman were beaten in their Manhattan apartment on Halloween night in 1981 before being shot dead. Their apartment was completely ransacked, but nothing seemed missing. The case remains unsolved. Aww. Are you boy balling us? The last one and you boy balling us. Yeah. That's nasty. Yep. That's crazy, though, that, I mean, for it to remain unsolved, that means, like, it was, there were no leads at all. I mean, 
on Halloween, I mean, how many people are wearing fucking masks and shit? Costumes yeah. and... That's a... Uh, yeah, a bit of a uh, a tough night to kill someone on, really, for a cop. Yeah. Not if you're a cop. They It says, police are investigating the possibility possibility that robbery was the motive for the double homicide. So, what it sounds like is that it was just a robbery gone wrong. Sounds like it. Just sound like it. They just happened to be home when they didn't think they were going to be home. I don't know. It's the wrong place, wrong time. Apparently. I mean, going to the third floor of a duplex apartment, that's a lot of work to fucking rob somebody. It is. like I would not want to be going to the third floor. I mean, why would you just do the first floor, though? That'd be obvious. Yeah, but you go to the third floor, somebody's going to watch you walking down at some point. Hmm. Suspicious. I mean, you have I, more suspicion going from the third floor. I think if I was a robber, maybe it's the second floor. I just wouldn't rob apartment complexes. Yeah, probably Lots not stairs, for the best. You know. I mean, as a robber, I don't think you want to be taking the elevator down. I think if you're gonna rob an apartment complex, you need to do one of those ones that are like outside, and you go to like the far back, and you show up with like a moving van. And okay. then you start, like, un- like, because then people will just assume you're moving in. So you thought Or moving them. out. No, it's just coming to me right now. Like, oh, okay. thinking about and it right now. Them. And, so, you know, I mean, that makes the most sense to me. People aren't, people aren't overly friendly, like, with their neighbors or anything like that. So, like, if you get a specific secluded location, that would probably be the best way. Well, there you go. You're welcome. If you, want, if you want to rub a house, Jack is your woman. Apparently. So, uh, it's from watching too much true crime. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's true. Well, you've thoroughly depressed me with tales of murder. You're welcome. I feel good. <laughs> Again, says more about you than it does me. Well, I mean, you know, I look like the spook queen right now. No, you're so just okay. bloodthirsty. <laughs> so anyway to other lovely people what are our uh, socials um you can find us on instagram at fifth pod f-i-f pod and our link tree to where you can listen to this podcast and all our other socials are on there as well and just be happy mm-hmm. well try not to murder anybody this weekend don't murder anybody this weekend. Have a nice, safe time. Make sure your candy doesn't have cyanide on it. Um, or razor blades. Or razor blades. That's <laughs> another one. Um, no one knocking on my door, please, because I can't be asked going up and down the stairs. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. We shall uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.